do not skip humanizing your brand. Do not skip telling your story. Do not skip connecting an emotional level with your community. It's much better for them to look you up rather than look up your business category so you're competing with everybody else. SEO, search engine optimization. Is it important for a small business? It is. The problem that I'm seeing is that a lot of small businesses think that's the only tool in their tool chest, either paid search or uh, SEO or a combination of the two. And a lot of, a lot of, some digital agencies are positioning to these small businesses that you have to rank number one or number two in order for your business to be successful. Our philosophy is is different than that. It, we're, we're, I'm not here. I'm wearing, we are, I am not an SEO expert. I'm not saying SEO doesn't have a place. My point is it's not the only thing. And too many focus on being number one, number two, number three on the first page rather than focused on telling their story and humanizing their brand. Think of it this way. Do we... Would you rather, let's just pick, a, you're a, a plumber. I need a plumber. Boom. Plumber in my local area. And I search and I'm up against all these other plumbers. And I don't really have a connection to any of them. So yeah, maybe I'll take the first one, second one, third one. That's fantastic. You know, especially if you're in the first one, two or three spots. But instead of somebody, uh, uh, Instead of somebody trying to look for a plumber, I'd rather they look for my plumbing business because they just search Google for my phone number or my contact information, my email, whatever it is, however you want to be contacted, because that that's much more powerful. That's that's a warm lead right there. They already have a connection with you. So our point is, if you build your brand at that small business, you tell your story, you humanize your brand. We want the community to know you, feel best about you. And when it's time for that service, they go to you right away rather than just search, what plumber can I hire today? You know, I compare a lot of that to, well, the days of the phone book. And we've talked about this before. So in the old days, it was, um, I need a plumber. So I'm going to go to the phone book. And in, in, you might have taken out a double truck ad, whatever, spent your $25,000, $40,000 so that your ad is out there in front of everybody else's, but there's 50 other plumbers that you're competing against. It would have been a lot better had there been a humanized brand that somebody, instead of going to the phone book, just called your plumbing business because they knew of your brand and felt good about you and wanted to give you a shot. And so now it's, well, I got to, instead of I got to be in the phone book, I have to rank high in search engine optimization. And it's not bad if you do. The problem is if you sacrifice humanizing your brand so that you can be number one, that's backwards. It should be the other way around. What are your priorities? Your priority should be to humanize your brand, figure out a way, the best way to store, tell your story so it connects with the community. And if you have in your budget room to hire someone to help you with SEO or paid search, that's fantastic too. But you really need to make sure you are constantly connecting and, and, and telling your brand story. And if you're creating content 
your SEO happens as well. The Google want and again, not an SEO expert, but common sense tells you just like any social media channel, Google wants you to provide content that people want to consume. Uh, and they will reward you by having more people uh, by you showing up better, better in the rankings. But there's nothing wrong with having an SEO expert on your team. It's just that is not the only tool in your tool chest. Go ahead and go for SEO or and go with paid search, but do not skip humanizing your brand. Do not skip telling your story. Do not skip connecting an emotional level with your community. It's much better for them to look you up rather than look up your business category so you're competing with everybody else. You have a lot better shot if they give you a call. It's up to you to go ahead and close the deal. Is this making sense? Yeah, I think we see this, especially with um, one of our clients, Heatwave. Um, so mm -hmm. find, I mean, if I'm in a panic um, and I don't have, a, you know, it's 90 degrees out and my air conditioning, you know, takes a crap and I need something like right away. Um, if I don't have a connection with a HVAC company, I'm going to Google, you know, heating and cooling near in Buffalo, New York, heating and cooling near me. Um, and one thing that we saw, so we do both with them. It's, it's very important for people when they're in a panic to be able to find somebody to turn their heat on and help them with their air conditioning or their hot water tank. But what we found was, even though maybe somebody was looking for us out of uh, convenience location, they were staying on the page for a long period of time because they were connecting with the brand. They were watching the stories that we had up there. They were learning about the owners who have this awesome, you know, start that they've had to their lives together that led to their lives with their uh, businesses that, that they own in HVAC. And the time people were spending on there were what, like almost double, if not triple the amount of time that somebody who's going to just Google HVAC near me, oh, got the number. I'm going to call right away. But I think that it starts, even though they found you looking for somebody in that general area, utilizing that SEO that they're investing in, they're already then developing a relationship with you once we have them there. And that's before those people even walk in the door. And that's somebody that's in a pretty vulnerable position. I mean, you're desperate and you're going to allow somebody to maybe come into your basement to check and see why you can't have hot water in your bathtub when you're trying to uh, bathe your five-year-old. And so you got to welcome this person into their home. You already feel kind of good about it, even though you found them through just a Google search. So you can do both. Yeah, Heatwave like is, a, is a good example. Heatwave heating and cooling. They, um, yeah, they they do in, in, invest uh, in in SEO and and some paid search. But um, when you look at the the average time spent on their website, to to your point, I think it was, um, yeah, the average time spent on a website. The la last day I had was less than a minute, like fifty something seconds. People were spending over five minutes on on their mm -hmm. website because they're consuming the content. There's an interest in that content. So if you provide content, I mean, that is SEO. If you provide content that people um, want to consume, um, they see value in it, um, then not only will that help build your brand, but it will help in the search engine optimization realm. 
we were talking earlier about, I can't remember the guy's name, but many years ago, uh, I think his first name was Chris. That's all I got. Uh, but he described the, uh, the bullseye theory. And so here's, I'm going to, let me draw here. Let's see if I, if you're watching, great. If you're not watching, if you're just listening, I'm drawing a bullseye. Okay. On a piece of paper. Okay. So imagine a bullseye. You see it? It's pretty good, isn't it? All right. So that's a bullseye. And now I'm marking X's in the middle of the bullseye. It's a lot of people. We're sticking with HVAC right now. So people that need, need HVAC work. Okay. So on this bullseye, there's different layers to the bullseye, right? You have a bullseye right in the middle. That's a small little target. Then you got a ring around that bullseye. Then you got another ring around that and another ring around that. So what we want are these people right in the middle. Those are the people to what Maria was talking about. Those are the people where, you know, it's winter time and their furnace just went, you know, they, they are in the bullseye. They have a need. They could also be somebody that realizes, um, you know, they need an upgrade on their system. They're, they're going to, they're going to be proactive and uh, put in a new unit before, before it goes on them. So those are people. So when we're, uh, when we're number one in the rankings, one or two or whatever, in the old days, we have the biggest ad in the phone book. Those are the people that are, they're gold because they have a need right now. When you're looking at a bullseye, though, the smallest target in a bullseye is the actual bullseye. Okay. That's where the fewest amount of people are. Now, they're important people, but it's the fewest amount of people. Then there's a ring around that bullseye and say those are people, consumers that are six months away from getting in there. And then there's another ring around that. And those people are, I don't know, 12 months away. So at six months, they're thinking about it. At 12 months, they had a conversation. And out here, there's another ring. And these people are 18 months plus out. And outside of that, they're four years away. Four years. We're going to talk to people that aren't going to need our service in four years. Yes. Yes, we're going to talk to them constantly because right now I'm drawing an arrow and then I'll show you in a second. So I, uh, you can't see, it's not dark enough. So I'm going to do a different color. Hold on a second. Quality. Here we go. Okay. Big arrow. I'm starting from the outside circle where there's thousands and thousands of people right out here. And then they move into here. They're not even thinking about your product or service right out here. They don't even, they don't care. You might be talking to them in some capacity through content. They don't care about you, but maybe they're making a connection. They could also refer you because they have a good feeling. Now, SEO is not, we're not talking about SEO. We're talking about building our brand. Now I'm moved in here. I'm 18 months away. I'm in that next circle. Now I'm moving in here and I'm whatever, one year away, but you're talking to me. When I say talking to me, whatever your marketing strategy is, hopefully it's utilizing sound, the power of sound, which we've talked about many times. Um, sound is what uh, is emotional. People make decisions based on emotion uh, and they justify with logic later. So we want to connect on an emotional level. And that's another thing that uh, if we're just doing behind the scenes stuff to show up number one or number two in the rankings, well, that's going to get us here, which is in that bullseye. And those are important people. My point is, as the, the, the say there's 
10 people in this bullseye, 20 in the secondary, 50 out here, 1,000 out here, and 10,000 out here. I'd much rather speak to the 10,000, 1,000 here, and 1,000 than just speak to the people in the bullseye. So if I'm telling my story and connecting on an emotional level with these people, as they get closer and closer, once they get into the bullseye with those, I think I said there's 10 people in the bullseye. So there's nine others in the bullseye. Once they get into that bullseye, they're going to call me for my product or service because I've been talking to them this entire time. So the point is, Rather than just focusing on just these people in the bullseye that need my product or service today, we can talk to them. I want to talk to them as they move closer and closer and closer to needing my product and service so that instead of going ahead and Googling whatever industry I'm in and me competing against everybody else, they're just going to go when they move in, they're just going to give me a call and give me the first shot. And the rest is up to me because if I have a good product or service and then I provide them with good product or service, um, they're going to tell others about it. And that's how the bullseye theory works. And I know we, I think I brought this example up before, but I think it's important to kind of, because we just are illustrating it right now so beautifully with your artwork. Thank um, you. You're yeah. welcome. I'm, I might, I might, I might just yeah. leave now. I think you yeah. don't need me anymore. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've had clients say, what's our SEO strategy? What are we doing for SEO? And again, we're not saying that SEO is not important. Um, well, we don't have an SEO strategy. Our SEO strategy is your brand and connecting people um, that way. We're not in, it's it's a, a successful SEO strategy is something that is a big in, investment, right? So we had a client that said, you know, well, what what are what pages are people looking at during time of a kind of I think like uh trip us up a little bit almost like that we're not doing anything that the brand that the radio and Facebook and TV like that stuff doesn't isn't doing its job so we said okay well we're on a zoom meeting and said let's take a look at your Google Analytics let's see how people are finding you let's see if anybody's finding you you know at all or if it's like you said like everything we're doing is for not. Um, and as we looked at it, there were thousands of people going to their website. They weren't finding them because they were looking for, um, I don't know, let's say it, like dermatologist near me or, you know, uh, acne doctor near me or skin doctor near me. They were looking for them by the name of the, um, practice. They were looking at it from the doctor's name of the practice. They looked at it from one, I think I said it was a small number, um, but was the, the slogan. And they were all finding these people, thousands of people were finding their page on Google through the brand that we built, that we helped them build a strategy to connect with other people just by telling their story, just by, you know, this is the type of doctor this is. This is the type of, not just the type of service, but this is why we have a passion for doing this, for helping those people. Um, so the way they were finding them was through connecting with them, with the brand. And they heard that commercial six months ago. And then they saw that Facebook ad a couple weeks ago. And then their aunt went there and couldn't believe the bedside manner of this doctor. And then they're in the bulls and you're like, oh crap, I have this creepy ass thing on my back that's pussing. So now it's time to talk to this doctor that I are 
already trust. So, yeah, I look because this is um, you're you're talking about actually a a, a client of ours who uh, we respect greatly and who has done he's he's actually amazing incredible uh, yeah, right I'm, actually i'm still a patient and i always will be um but and, and it's cool you know in this situation let's just say this i think in the in the buffalo new york market right now in western new york there is an opening to be the authority when it comes to uh, a dermatologist there somebody owns it right now so be he owns it because nobody else has gone after it. Um, they have taken their foot off the gas pedal. Okay. You know, we, McDonald's. I think most Americans have heard of McDonald's. That's my guess. You know, uh, I, I, I have another point about attribution just hit me, by the way. I want to throw it out there just because it drives me crazy. But here's my point um, with McDonald's. So they advertise 52 weeks a year, uh, whatever medium they're using, they use them all. I mean, their budget's just kind of big, okay? But um, they, I don't know what years, many, many years ago, they realized everyone knows what McDonald's is and they stopped advertising. They went a hiatus. I think they've stopped broadcast advertising, then traditional, probably traditional radio and television. Uh, and their... Uh, Revenues drop dramatically. Why? Because you have to be reminded. You have to have that reminder of a connection. And so they've never stopped advertising since then. Even McDonald's needs to advertise all the time. So there is an opening in the Western New York market for an authority figure. There is currently no, a person number one. Everyone else had the flank. But right now, that number one has taken their foot off the gas pedal, and there's an opportunity for another dermatologist to become the thought leader or the authority figure to make an emotional connection with Western New Yorkers because the, the person that is at the top right now, who was a great dermatologist and has an amazing bedside manner, has decided to cut back a little bit. That's an opportunity for someone to take over. My point on McDonald's, I just saw someone was talking about um, how to find out um, how someone heard about you? You know, did uh, did our digital uh, marketing work out? Attribution. Everyone wants to attribute some something. Every dollar they spend to something. And our whole point is, you you just can't do that because we don't know how humans think. We don't know we don't know what human what they're talking about with their neighbors and how they're influenced. We just don't know. I AI is great. It's not there yet. But when someone comes into McDonald's. Do, do they ask, hey, how'd you hear about us? Is is that realistic? I don't think anyone goes into McDonald's and then the person to, I mean, I haven't been there in 25 years, uh, but I'm assuming when people walk in, the per per person at the front doesn't say, hey, oh, welcome to McDonald's. How did you hear about us? That is not realistic, you know? So absolute attribution, again, is impossible. We'll keep on saying that until AI can put the chips in your head or your finger or whatever. It's, it's not realistic. Um, so sorry, I had, to, I had to go off on that, but um, <laughs> to, to your point, I do think there's an opportunity in the market in, in, in where we are 
for for someone there's a great a golden opportunity for a dermatologist a dermatology office to come out and tell their story uh, give their why connect on an emotional level with the community and over time they will be rewarded and they are going to take an unfair share of the of the pie in the market because they're there's definitely an opening. So if you're a dermatologist, I highly recommend that you uh, go out there and tell your story. Use the power of sound, audio, and video with good audio to tell your story, to connect with the community. Let them know uh, why they would be working with you. Let them know why you have a passion for doing what you're doing. And eventually that will uh, that will help you get an unfair share of, of, of the market. And I think one thing that you had said, and I think you said it in the beginning, I don't know if you said it during the podcast or if only we were meeting before, but, um, you know, everybody has their tool chest and SEO is a tool in your tool chest. You know, it's not the only tool. You can't build a house with just one tool in your tool chest. I'm looking at their Instagram feed or their Facebook page, or I'm served an ad from them this dermatologist has been erased from it. Um, it's uh, a photo of a product. It's uh, somebody getting a laser procedure done. It's all very cold. It's all very stock. It's all very everybody else. There is no more story or definable difference there. You look like everybody else because you're doing what everybody else that's doing SEO is doing. Um, and you're right over time that he's going to be forgotten because he's just going to, it's just going to be another stock photo that people are going to remember. And then it is going to be just a dermatologist near me, That's but there's also point. other people that are closer in proximity. So true, right? You're up now you're up against all the others now right. in fairness to them, because they did take time to build that brand when they're up against others, people will still have a connection mm -hmm. with them that rather than their competitors because it's, oh yeah, that guy, that place, that that's a good place. Because the others haven't done anything. All these other dermatologists are just sitting on the sidelines, not taking advantage of their own story to connect with people. But you brought up such a great point about stock photo, uh, these types of things that makes them just like everybody else. What did they take out? What did they? What has been taken away from their marketing? the humanization, the humanization of this person with the greatest bedside manner of any doctor I've ever met, right? And so they're not taking advantage of, of that person. So when you go all stock and you wanna, you're just gonna be just like everyone else because that's what they're doing, you're taking away your opportunity to be different. The biggest definable difference between you and anybody else that sells the same product or service is you. You are the greatest definable difference. You don't work over there or you don't own that other business. You aren't operating that other business. You're operating this business. People can choose to work with somebody else because they have a better connection with them. But if you give them a reason to connect with you and choose over others, then good for you. You have more of an opportunity. But if you just blank just like everybody else you're doing what everyone else is and your stock is just like every other all your competitors you guys are all doing the same things then yeah 
then it's going to be a roulette. I'm going to say, okay, here's, here's eight people in that category. I, and I'm just going to pick one of them. Or maybe I'll say there's eight out there. Maybe I'll call a buddy of mine or somebody and say, what do you think of these people? You have anybody, any work with these people or do any work with them? It's much better if I don't have to go looking for your category. It's much better if I just go looking for you because I have a connection with you because I liked your story. I liked your rationale. I like what you deliver and I liked your reason behind what you're doing. You are the definable difference. You are unique and you need to own your uniqueness. You humanize your brand by telling your own story in your own way. And that's how you're going to connect with the community and your tribe. And you're not going to be for everybody. You're, you're, you know, not everyone's going to like you or your story. That's cool. They might like somebody else. And if somebody else that sells the same product or service that, that, that you have or that, uh, that you do, uh, if, if somebody else has a better connection, then those people should go with, with those other people. You only want people that are going to connect with you and have uh, the same philosophies as you do. And believe me, that's going to be big enough of a market. You can't be everything to everybody, but be everything to that smaller group of people because that, that pie, that web will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Maria, I compare it to we do our media buying you know, a lot of small businesses, um, they'll say, well, we want to, we want to reach everybody. And um, I mean, when you're purchasing media, that's millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And the small businesses don't have that. So we always say, would you rather reach a hundred percent of the people and convince them 10% of the way, or would you rather reach 10% of the people and convince them 100% of the way? That's something I stole from Roy Williams and the Wizard of Ads. You'd rather reach fewer people and connect with them more often with a higher frequency and an emotional level. If you reach everybody and do a shotgun, reach them a little bit, there's no connection. It's not like you're going to make an immediate connection as soon as you someone hears your voice or your story. They may need to hear it more than one time. So you reach fewer people and then you own those people, you connect with them, you, uh, they have a great customer, they have a great experience, and then they tell others and it grows from there. That's all Steve, Steve, you know, as a, as a small business owner, um, what do you, what do you recommend to those, uh, that are thinking about an SEO strategy, uh, understanding that brand building is basically the most important part, but what, you know, when evaluating a partner, what do you, what are you personally looking for since you're a small business owner as well? Great question. So the way I can, so again, we're not saying SEO isn't important or SEO should not be part of your strategy. The way, when we get into, so we build our brand, right? Or we've, we start developing this brand and we get into implementation through purchasing media, you know, there's different budgets or different uh, lines. I always take SEO or paid search and I put that into the media purchasing budget. So it all depends on what your budget is going to be. It's all about prioritizing. So what I would recommend you don't do is put SEO as priority number one. Priority number one is identifying the brand, is humanizing the brand and connecting with the community, telling your story over and over again. Um, and, and then everything else falls underneath that. So 
so you asked what was what was the question again well you know if, advice for a business owner that might be approached by companies oh, okay. that okay. are you okay. know okay cool yeah i mean there's good there i don't think there's ill intent when a digital agency comes in and says you know we want to make you number one they'll probably figure out how to do that so I guess my, my suggestion would be figure out a way to make that part of your plan. If you find that as important, just prioritize your brand first. I would say, look, we have a good partner, a, a digital partner. We, you know, we partner with, with a company called Parkway Digital. Um, and one of the reasons, and just like we partner with social, yeah, with social media, and we have big social media, both of those partners understand the value of a brand. They understand that your story is really important. They understand that having really good content is, is only going to help your search engine optimization. Obviously, it's going to help your brand too, that people want to connect with good content. They're not all about behind the scenes stuff they got to do to get your ranking number one, which we have seen a lot of. It drives me nuts. But so that's why we partner with with a company like Parkway, really good people, really understand marketing. We've had great meetings with them. We have terminated relationships with numerous digital agencies uh, because they didn't have that same type of thinking that that we have. Same with Social Yeah, the social media company we work with. I mean, Kevin Evanetsky and his team, they really understand that you know building a brand and connecting on an emotional level is really important. And we're not just gonna go do social media social media is going to be part of our plan. It's not just social media, just like with, um, uh, with Parkway, when we have them uh, develop our websites, they want to understand the direction the brand's going. You know, um, we might do the writing and they help us with the SEO part of it, you know, guys. And there's a negotiation back and forth. They're like, listen, if you, if you go in this direction, you're, you're really not helping your SEO opportunity. So we negotiate. And they're like, if you kind of use these words, that would help because they'll do the research. They'll help us out. That's a partnership. It's not, they're not out saying, guys, you got it. This is it. You know, uh, best, we were talking about HVAC before, number one HVAC in Amherst, New York. You know, that's not Parkway. That's not Parkway. Um, they they understand um, that they want to they want to understand the direction we're going with the brand. I've seen them do it multiple times. Had meetings with them. So, I guess if you're asking me as a small business owner, what would you recommend? Recommend I would recommend if you're going to get outside counsel or outside help that you let them ask questions, and those questions need to be about your story and your brand. They should be trying to get information out of you to develop your brand. If they're just saying, okay, um, they're going to tell you what to do. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to make you, our focus is going to be making you number one. We're going to build you a new website. You're going to be number one in the rankings. I'd probably run away very fast, you know? So find a company that understands that brand is most important. And a lot of this stuff, you know, you can do yourself. You know, you just might need an outsider to help you identify. These are things we've talked about in the past and we will in the future. We're not going there today, but you know, you need to identify who you really are. And once you identify that you do a brand audit and then you, you know, maybe, maybe an outsider, I mean, it's what we do. We'll interview 
our clients, customers, and figure out what is it that they do so well. We also want to know what it, what's the negative too. Not that we're going to market that, uh, but we want to learn as much as we can about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how are we going to manage those weaknesses and how can we advance on our strengths and how can we promote them? So that's, a, that's learning about yourself, learning about your brand, then figuring out a way to, will they help you write something so that it best identifies who you are? It's not just about create a new logo that's going to be important too but so i guess are they interested in your who what where why are they interested in helping you develop a brand if they are you might have someone that you you want to talk to and if they position themselves as a digital agency um you know it doesn't mean that's the end of the world but that might be a partner that you want to bring on um eventually if if they're not thinking brand first, then you probably want a partner that's going to help you with the brand and and then go from there after that. So it's brand first and then everything else, no matter what it is, that comes after. Did that answer your question, Jamie? It did. All right. Well, I'm glad I did that. That makes me feel better. I think that was a good explanation because... Uh... You, you always have to sacrifice one thing for another, right? So like one thing that comes to mind is like uh, the worst is when you sacrifice good copy on a website that tells a story uh, in order for it to be quote unquote search engine optimized. Um, and I love that you brought up about having that partner where you can negotiate with and it's a constant back and forth learning experience. It's like, well, if we take this out, then, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have that emotional connection. But if we don't add this in, it won't show up good on, on Google, but at the end, um, it's about putting out good content because that's going to naturally help with search engine optimization. Um, and our partner obviously has taught us that in regards to making sure there's consistent blog posts and uh, repurposing content um, because that all adds up when it comes to people looking for, whether they're looking or they already know about them, but it comes down to trust, you know? who they feel most comfortable with because they've been a part of that, that journey, bringing back the bullseye. If done right, you're, you're, you're talking to everybody methodically and that when the timing is right, that's when they, when they purchase or give your, your product or, or, or service a shot, but to uh, go full force in for, for a short term uh, gain, you're going to lose so many people in the long run and, um, you never know. You could have a tribe in the midst, the people that will be with you till the very end and, and you missed out on them because you were just trying to get your name out there um, for short-term gains. So it's a long-term play when it comes to brand building. 